Hey everybody, this is Alex Merced from alexmerced.com and I just want to talk about sort of the practical and the moral reasons for libertarianism. Because oftentimes you want to start off with the practical because people need to see that there's something that you get out of going down this path. But at the same time, it's the moral views, it's the moral conviction that really drives people's passions, okay? And then there's that passion that drives people to really go out there and make things happen. So this is why it's, a lot of people sit there and say, well, should I make a practical argument or a moral argument? It's both. You need both. Okay? Something that's practical maybe makes sense, but it's not going to animate people unless there's sort of a moral behind it, unless they feel like they're doing something virtuous at the end. Uh, by the same time, if you're something, something purely virtuous, but there is no clear reason as to what, how the world is improved out of this virtuous act, um, less likely people are going to do it or embrace it, or think it, or whatnot. So libertarianism has a lot of factors. Now, there's two ways you can look at it. You can take a look at what libertarianism, or and really what, it, what I'm saying is, what does a free world where you have individuals free to interact with each other, exchange ideas, good services with each other freely, what are the benefits of that world? What you can take a look at is, what are the benefits of that world, and what are the costs of a world where you have less of that, where basically you have centralized institutions like government making more decisions for more people more of the time and limiting the decisions that people make. Um, and that's where you can find a lot of, sort of the practical benefits. So first let's start off with sort of the government because oftentimes people, they have a view of the government an idealized form. They, they view that, well, this policy I like, so the government's just going to do it. But the problem is, can can the government do it, and can they do it well? And that's where there's a lot. That's where I think a lot of the core skepticism really begins. Because what happens is that government is a large institution, and again, when I say government, um, the bigger the government, in the sense that the more scope that it has, the more these factors are going to be present, in a sense. So when I think, so when the national government is going to be more problematic than state government, more problematic than local government, and you'll see why in a moment. Because one, power. Power corrupts. So in the sense that an institution with more power to, you know, give people the winnings of society and give others the losses of society, the more people are going to want to influence that institution. Which means there's more incentive to direct your wealth, to direct your time, to direct your influence towards influencing that institution relative to other activities. And it's kind of how corruption starts. So basically, more power, more corruption. And that's going to happen. I mean, that's going to just naturally, people who have the most to gain are going to be the most incentivized and are going to put forward the biggest effort in influencing an institution. So more power is just naturally going to result. And if you put it in one place, that one place is going to get corrupted very quickly. So there's that. But on top of it, if you have one institution that does a lot of different things, so for imagine, in the federal government, they're making policy on education, they're making policy on healthcare, they're making policy on the our foreign foreign policy, they're making policy on agriculture, all these things, and all these things require different types of uh, subject matter expertise, etc. So then, what happens is that. A, there is a lot of decision making that has occurred at the top. The people who aren't going to be experts in all these areas, nor are going to have time to listen to experts in all these areas, and nor are they going to have time to sit down and have conversations to even get get a surface level view of what's going on in a lot of these policy areas. So then they have to prioritize, 
And what happens is that certain policy areas are going to end up floundering. And because we've given so much authority to these institutions, other institutions can't move these policy areas forwards, whether it's through enterprise, through charity, through local institutions, they can't move it forward because the authority has been given to this institution, and this institution can't move forward because those at the top have prioritized a different sort of path. So what happens is you end up with this sort of, you don't get everything. And if someone does try to balance everything out, um, they're not going to be necessarily expert enough or knowledgeable enough to really uh, be effective in any of them. So again, it's just that whole idea that if you do too much, you do little well. So you have a huge incentive for corruption. You are sort of scattered across all these ideas. So you end up getting a sort of more schizophrenic governance. And then oftentimes when you're electing someone, okay, you may vote for them on one issue and not disagree with them on the other issue, but when they're in office, what they prioritize is the issue you didn't agree with them on and vice versa. So people will say, well, we chose this but when you're, you're choosing one person, but that one person sort of comes along with it, several other choices that you may or may not have wanted to make, um, which makes it sort of very difficult. On top of that, there's just sort of the effects that government is generally funded through taxation. And regardless of where you, what you feel about taxation morally, taxation does have an effect when you collect it. Now, I'm going to focus on income at the moment, but the, the principle is the same regardless of the type of tax. That when you tax someone, by tax the income, that you are reducing their income. And there is a trade-off there. That is money that, they, that they're not able to invest or consume elsewhere in the economy. Um, you may think that trade-off is worth it for certain policy measures. This is fine. But there is that trade-off. There is, there is a cost. But also at the same time, people try to deal with that cost of taxation. So when you're taxing companies and individuals, what's gonna happen is that that individual's gonna have less income and buy less stuff, but businesses are gonna to try to recoup that cost somewhere else, whether it's in lower labor costs, higher cost of their product, uh, et cetera. So oftentimes what happens, you're gonna start seeing higher costs within society. So going back to that individual, they've just seen a cut in their income and a rise in the cost of the things around them. Okay, and the things that are going to generally go up in price the most are going to be the things that you need uh, because of an economic idea called demand elasticity. You need them, so you're going to have to buy them, so you have to pay the higher price. So things like candy may not necessarily go up in price as much as you tax them more because you can be like, yeah, I just won't buy candy, but you got to buy a house. You probably should get some education and you got to buy some food so those things are going to be very easy to rise in price and when your cost of living end up costing more and your paycheck keeps shrinking because of extra taxation then what's going to happen is that the discretionary income you have to buy all those things you don't need or want shrink which means the kind of industries that can exist in catering to that discretionary income shrink and that has an economic effect so Again, not saying this is not. I'm not saying that there isn't a policy where the trade-off of costs versus benefit may not theoretically be worth it. Okay, there may be, but the more policies you do, the bigger that trade-off becomes, and they pile up and they add up, and then you end up seeing sort of uh, an increase in the effect. And then two, then you have to ask yourself again: Will they actually execute that policy well to actually benefit from that trade-off? because you have the aspect of corruption and the aspect of sort of taking on too many things. So there's reasons why sort of the, uh, the government may have the 
not always be the best or usually not be the best place to to look for a solution okay this doesn't mean if you agree with those statements it does not necessarily mean you have to agree with the idea that government's never the solution um but it's these are things now when it comes to individual markets okay when individuals exchange people can adapt quicker so basically i don't have to wait for several election sectors election cycles in order to put a plan of action now what it will take is for me to convince other people that my idea is worth enacting so that way they can commit funds their time etc and that does take work but doing so allows us to learn how to communicate better as well so when people are individually having to seek each other's consent through enterprise or through charity to to seek solutions they learn how to communicate what those solutions are better and on top of it they can do it faster because they're not having to worry about elections and instead of having to in an elections there's this sort of desire for 51 percent so I can throw 49% of the people under the bus if I can convince 51% of the people to vote against those 49 people, 49%. So there's sort of an inherent need for division in electoral politics to win that majority, while in enterprise and charity, you want everyone on board. You want everyone you can get uh, because they can. if you can convince them of your vision, they all may commit some time, some resources to help make that vision a reality sooner than later. So I'll leave it at that for now. but. Those were practical reasons. I'll do another video later on on the moral reasons, but have a great day and enjoy.